God. He was a tender-hearted man of God. He was a man, amen, that was consumed with a passion for the work of God and the people of God throughout his entire life and ministry. And he was also a man, amen, who was known as the weeping prophet because he was under the burden of the Lord, the tears, amen, that God had for his people, amen, in their power and in his love for them was felt again in Jeremiah's heart. So he was known as the weeping prophet. <clears throat> the problem was, the crisis was spiritually that Israel at this time and point in their history had <clears throat> drifted so far away from God that there was, they were at a place of no repair, it seemed like. And God had warned them, rising early, sending men of God, sending prophets of God. He had rised early and sent them to warn them and try to get them to return uh, to God's ways, to his word, his commands. And everything seems to fail. And now Jeremiah is in that final generation before, amen, the collapse of Jerusalem and the temple and all these things was going to take place and all the judgment that God had forewarned was going to, amen, come about. So he had a burden on his heart and the Bible says that the word of God came to Jeremiah from the Lord to arise and go down to the potter's house and hear the words that I'm going to cause you to hear. Yeah. Then he mentioned the fact that he went down to the potter's house. You know, we read in Isaiah, amen, that he is our father, and we are the clay, and uh, we are all the work of his hand. I want you to know, saints of God, that friends of mine, God has been in the potter business, amen, since the beginning of time. He is the potter. We are the clay. Hello, everybody. Amen. Amen. Ever since the dawn of time, when God wanted to make, amen, someone to fellowship him, to love him, to worship him, to learn of him, amen, to be as a companion and friend to him, amen, he made us in his image, but God spoke, amen, the worlds, the star, the sun, the seas, and all the bountiful plant life, and all the fowls and creeping things and animals of earth, and all the living creatures in the waters, he spoke them into existence. Amen. With the power, amen, of his everlasting word. But when it came to man on the sixth day, God didn't just speak us into existence. But the Bible says in Genesis 2 and 7 that the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the earth. That Hebrew word formed is yestar, and it means to, to mold and to squeeze into place just like a potter does. So God started out, amen, crafting us and molding us and making us. We are his workmanship, Paul said, created in Christ Jesus under good works. God literally molded and squeezed into place like a master, Michelangelo, amen, hallelujah, every follicle, amen, uh, about us, every limb, every finger, amen, the fingernails, the body, the torso, the head, amen, the lips, the ears, and amen, we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. And then after God had, as a potter, made and fashioned, amen, that vessel, the Bible says in Genesis, that he leaned over and breathed into his nostrils the a breath of life and man became a living soul amen made in the image of God I'm telling you God is the maker the former the shaper the maker yes. amen of the God he is the potter and we are 
It's been that way since the very inception of mankind in the Garden of Eden. Hello. Amen. Praise God. And so God is telling Jeremiah, I want to show you something. There's a lesson I want you to, amen, observe and teach to Israel. I want you to go down to the potter's ass. Down to the potter's ass. Amen. The potters in the ancient times, amen, what they would do is they would send out servants, amen, and they would go to the riverbeds that were dry most of the year round around Jerusalem, and they would dig with their ancient shovels and staves until they came to that place of moist soil and earth and dig some more until it became mucky and miry. And, uh, and then they would begin to dig out, amen, this sand, this mire, amen, from the ancient riverbeds and begin to pile it and perhaps on a blanket or whatever that was going to be tied between two staves or poles. And uh, they'd make a big pile of it there, and several servants would get that and hoist it up on their shoulders, and they would come to a place in the ancient city of Jerusalem, amen, where there was a potter's guild, where the potters, amen, all had, amen, their trade, amen, where they would have their different spinning wheels, where they had their kilns, where they had their instruments, amen, to craft, to mold, to shape, to sculpt, Amen, the different pottery works, amen, in a certain way. There was some works that were going to be made, amen, for common usage, amen, like water pots to draw the waters. And, and there were some things that were going to be exquisitely, amen, carved and made that were going to perhaps be, amen, in kings or princes his palaces. Hello, everybody. Yes. I just want to be what he wants me to be. Yes, amen. I want to be a servant and as of service to the Lord and his people. Can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Amen. But after they hoisted, amen, between their shoulders, that, that massive oozing mass of clay they dug out there. They would go into the potter's guild, amen, through one of the gates in ancient Jerusalem, and there Pilate, I suppose, in the middle of the floor, and uh, then they would pour water on this mass or, of clay and begin to step on it and, and squeeze it and squeeze it between their feet and their toes. Amen. And they would pour more water and walk on it some more. Hello, everybody. And, yeah. and just keep on walking on it until it was seemingly pasty. And amen. And others would look and watch and they would, amen, they would pick out, amen, there was rocks and there would be twigs and stones and impurities uh, they, there from the earth it was dug from. And they would, they, amen, get them out there. They wanted to have it to be clay and just clay. Amen. Not rocks or sticks or anything else. Because if there was anything else, amen, that was there, that was impure, that would be combustible, when it went into the 700-degree kiln there, it would explode, amen, under the heat and the pressure, amen, that was there. Well, praise the Lord, praise everybody. The Lord. Amen. You know what, amen, God found me and he found you. He found us, amen, in the miry pits of sin. He found us in the old pits of sin, in the miry clay. Come on, everybody, of this world, praise God. When God found me, amen, I wasn't clean. I wasn't good. I wasn't in the paths of righteousness. Amen, for his name's sake, praise the Lord. I was just an old sinner. I was just an old hippie. I was just an old drug user. Come on. Come on. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. When God found us, he found us in sin and in shape and in iniquity. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And God sent his servants and his servants, amen, found me. And they came with the word of the Lord and their testimony to me 
one day. Praise the Lord. And brought me, hallelujah, to the house of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. And when they brought me to the house of the Lord, amen, after they had squeezed out with their feet and water and plucked out everything, amen, that was rough and stone-like or twig-like from that massive pile of clay, amen, each individual potter would scoop them up a big pail's worth, amen, and put it upon the potter's wheel, amen, and that potter's wheel, amen, that they kept... Amen. Moving, amen, with their with the, the handle on the ground for it there would spin around and around and around. And that potter in their mind had a design, had a plan, had a shape, had a usage, amen, for that vessel that he was trying to attain there. Amen. That only he knew, amen, what he was trying to make there. And his hands would, would go over it there and he would begin to sculpt it so it had, amen, walls on either side to make a pot or a vessel or whatever, amen. And Perhaps if that potter, amen, as it spun in the wheels, amen, around him, would feel a hard spot or something against the palm of his hand, amen, that was there, amen. And he would have to stop, amen, the spinning of the wheel. He would have to get, amen, some tools that he had by his side there. And he would have to extract, amen, he would have to sculpt out, amen, that little rock that he found there, that little stick that he found there. Hello, everybody. Yeah. And when he did that, amen, that he'd have to mash it down again, amen, and start over again. And this is exactly what God's talking about. Yeah. Can't I do with you like the potter does with the clay? Amen. Because Jeremiah went into the potter's house. He saw the potter, amen, faithfully making the vessel upon the wheels there. And it came up and came up and was taking shape. And all of a sudden, the potter, amen, felt something in the side, amen, of that new clay, amen, that had to be removed. Come on, everybody. And so he stopped the wheel, amen, he extracted the impurity, amen. And what he had to do was, amen, nush it down with his palms, amen, until it was a formless lump again, amen, and started over again. And God was saying, can't I do this with you when you make an error, when you make a sin, when you make a transgression? Come on, everybody. When you leave me, when you forsake me, when you backslide, amen. Can't I start all over again with you? Amen. He had to pour extra water on it. Amen. While it was mashing it down to a formless lump again. He had to pour extra water on it. Amen. And there, now it's ready to start coming up again. I'm telling you, God loves us. And he sheds out more of the love of God when he's got to reshape us. When he's got to remake us. When he's got to mold us. Hallelujah. And almost every other time he can pour that the water. Amen. Of the Holy Ghost. Amen. On us. Because he's going to shape us and make us Amen. anew. Oh, let's raise our hands and praise Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, when we come into the house of God, I don't know about you, but I felt like the man of God was walking all over me. I think I felt like they were reading, reading what I had done and who told them. Who tattled on me? Who told him what I was involved in and what I was doing and what I was doing behind closed doors? Come on, everybody. Oh, thank God. I'll tell you, the feet of the servants of God, amen, walked all over me. And the preaching of the word of God, amen, it walked all over me. It did what it did on the day of Pentecost as Peter preached, amen, and accused them of being guilty, amen, of taking the life of Messiah with wicked hands. 
Come on, everybody. And they yeah. were pricked in their heart. Yes. Hello, everybody. I said they were pricked yes. in their heart. Right. And conviction, amen, came on over them. They felt like they were being walked on, amen, by the preacher. Amen. Oh, thank God. It's a good thing, amen, for the preacher, amen, to preach to you and tell you what's right and what's wrong, amen, and what we need to do. Come on, everybody. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And what God would have and expect for our life. Hallelujah. He's not trying to hurt you. He's not trying to insult you. He's not trying to, come on, do anything, amen, but get you ready to go on that potter's wheel. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He's got to take out that stick or that rock. He's got to, amen, smooth it out. If there's a hidden air pocket, I said a hidden air pocket of resistance in the side wall of that creation there. Amen. It's got to be detected. Somehow it's got to be found. Because if he puts, amen, that vessel along with all the others that the potters and the guild have made collectively into that massive kiln that burns at six to 700 degrees Fahrenheit, amen, if it's got a hidden air pocket in it, it's going to explode, amen, and all the other vessels, amen, in the kiln are going to be taken down and marred and injured in there. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 12 and 15, looking diligently lest any man fail the grace of God, lest there any root of bitterness spring up, and thereby many be defiled. I want God to work on me. Sometimes it doesn't seem like, amen, there's anything down there. But David said, search my heart and see, O oh God, whether there be any wicked way in me. Sometimes, amen, we get the idea or the mentality, amen, that the preacher is the one, amen, pulling these things and, amen, and extracting these things, amen, from our life and preaching to us and, and in some ways walking all over us, hallelujah. But I want you to know that the almighty divine God, amen, he is far more refining Amen. Then the fivefold ministry here on earth. Amen. The people called to be preachers, pastors, and evangelists. Amen. Because God will find out the thing, amen, that's hidden from view to remove it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's a good God. Thank God for revival. Thank we God. need revival. Yes. We need revival. We need a recovery of fresh air. We need the move of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. To move upon us. Praise the Lord. Lord. When that wheel begins to spin. You know, I'll tell you, I come into the house of God. Amen. It wasn't long. I got the Holy Ghost and I was on the potter's wheel. He had a design. Amen. He had something he wanted to make out of my life like he does for all of you. Amen. And when you come into the house of God, this is the potter's house. The Lord is here. Jesus said, we're two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. Jesus is here. And I'm telling you, you can tell it's the potter's house because sometimes you feel the momentum, amen, of the wheel. You feel the spin, amen, and the rush, amen, and the push of God. Hallelujah. You get up and dance and get up and twirl and get up and shout. There's movement. There's a move of God that's going on. Hallelujah. To make us and to mold us, praise the Lord, into his image. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. I want him to talk to me. I want him to deal with me. I want him to plumb the depths of my spirit and my heart. Praise God. Paul wrote to the Hebrew church and He wrote in Hebrews 12 and 11 that no chastening seems to be joyous, but grievous, 
But nevertheless, afterwards it yields the righteous, peaceable fruit of righteousness to them that are exercised thereby. Oh, let God do what he needs to do to make me, to make you, to shape us, to mold us, to make us, amen, into his image and into his service. Praise the Lord. We don't know how to make ourselves. We don't know how to make ourselves. The Bible says it's not in man that walketh, amen, to direct his own steps. We don't really know, amen, what quotient of trouble or trial or pain, amen, or happiness or joy or victory. Amen. We don't really know the right and proper balance, amen, of all of that we need in our life. If I was directing my own step, I would want only good times and only happy times and only the presence of God and only the joy of the Lord, amen, and only the thrill of his love and his power, amen, to be the days and the experiences that I had. But God knows, amen, there's some sorrow that we need. There's some trouble that we need. Come on, everybody. There's some things that we need, amen, to be in his image. Praise the Lord. Amen. Paul said we don't even know how to pray for what things as we ought. Oh, but the Holy Ghost can make intercession through us. Let's raise our hands and praise God for just a little bit here. Hallelujah. God is good. God loves us. He's not trying to destroy us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to make us, amen, like him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just because we can feel God and feel him wonderfully doesn't mean that everything is right in our life. Amen. A lot of times, I'll just speak for this this wretched one right here. I'll just say that God sometimes has poured out the most water, the most abundant love and kindness and gentleness of his spirit on me. Amen. When I needed to remold it and I needed to remake it, I needed correction. I needed God's hand on my life. I needed him to remove and extract something from me. Amen. That was going in the wrong way and the wrong direction. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There were three vessels. There were three men. We are, amen. The Bible says that our body, amen, is an earthen vessel. We house, amen, the glory of God, the deity of God. And we do it in these earthen vessels that is going to return to dust one day. And there were three vessels, three vessels of clay, amen, that were close to and surrounded the Lord Jesus, while he was here, praise God, incarnate on the earth. When you see me, you've seen the Father, Jesus said. How sayest thou, show us the Father. Amen. And the Lord God, amen, in the body, prepared body of Christ Jesus, amen, was the potter. And the potter was incarnate, and he was around the vessels of his disciples, especially the 12 that he spent more hours of time and patience with, I suppose, than anybody else. Thank God. There was Peter, was one of these three vessels I want to talk about. Peter, amen, the chief, it seemed like, of the disciples. Peter, amen, when he was strong, he was very strong. When he was on God's side, he was thoroughly on God's side. He had that impetuous spirit when he saw Jesus walk upon the waters in the midst of the howling winds and the raging storm. He said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come on the waters. And it was Peter that had the boldness and the impetuousness, amen, to step out the side of that boat, amen, and begin to literally walk upon the water with his eyes, amen, beholding Jesus in his glory, praise God. 
But when he looked around and got his eyes off Jesus and saw the wind and the rays raining mounting up, amen, he grew terrified and began to sink and cried out, Lord, help me. I'm sick and I'm perishing. That's just a typical of Peter's life. Amen. Way up and way down. Come on. Amen. Jesus said to all the disciples, amen, in sorrow of heart that there's going to come a day when you're going to flee. You're all going to flee like lost sheep. And one of you is going to betray me. Amen. And Peter said, Lord, even though all these betray you, I will never betray you. I think that Peter felt that way in his heart. I think there was no doubt in Peter's mind Amen. That he would never flee the Lord. That he was for him. That he loved him. That he's convinced. Amen. Of his Godhood. Can you say praise the Lord everybody? But he didn't know what was in him. He wasn't able like God to fathom and probe. Amen. Down the depths of the heart. The human psyche and spirit. He said Peter. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Amen. Before the rooster crows. A second time. You're going to three times deny that you knew me. I'm telling you, friends, we need God yes, sir. to work on us. Yes, sir. And we need to listen to his voice. Can you say praise the Lord, everybody? Praise the Lord. Amen. So it happened just as the Lord, amen, beautifully prophesied. Amen. The pressure was on. Jesus was alone in the midst of that judgment hall with about 600 Roman soldiers in it. Amen. Shoving him around. Amen. Putting another robe on him. Blindfolding him. Smacking him with sticks. Smiting him with hands. Spitting on him. Come on, everybody. Yeah. When something, amen, began to fall in the mind and the heart of Peter. Amen. How could he be who he said and who his miracles shouted out that he was if he's being so manhandled? Amen. By, amen, gruff Roman soldiers. How could he allow this to happen? How could he allow this to take place? This is so shameful and so weak and so awful. Amen. How could he be Messiah? And Peter's faith, amen, began to falter. And he grew weak. And someone said, you're one of them. And he said, I don't know the man. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then a little while later, as the torture and the mockery of Jesus went on, amen, Peter said, I don't know him. And finally, amen, he said the third time to just a little, little maiden servant girl that wouldn't have been any threat to him. You were one of them. I saw you with him. And Peter swore and cursed and denied with an oath that he knew him. The rooster crowed. And Jesus, from the midst, amen, of the soldiers, amen, that he was surrounded by, that were mocking him, amen, peered out towards the gate, amen, where Peter was, amen, looking in. And their eyes fastened, amen, for just a moment of time, amen, after that rooster crowed. And Peter remembered what Jesus had said. But Peter, come on, hear me. I said, Peter, 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 let me at least be like Peter. Peter, amen, went out, amen, to a secluded place in the garden area there and got down and began to wrap, amen, sobbing, tears of pain and remorse, amen, and asking God to forgive him. You know what was happening there? Amen, the waters were coursing over him, and the hand of God, amen, was kneading him down, amen, by the wall side there in repentance and in his pool of tears there. Come on, Peter, I'm going to have to start all over again with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I got a God that can start all over again. Yes. And he's so 
Joe Peter, Iggy Peter, amen, I'm going to build my church. Praise the Lord. And the gates of hell are not going to prevail Come against on. it. And whatever you preach on earth, amen, going to be amen, bound in heaven. Come on, everybody. And whatever you lose on earth, it's going to be loosed in heaven. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. In other words, I'm going to give you the message. Amen. That's going to open the gate. Hallelujah. For men and women and children. Amen. To come to the everlasting God and find salvation. Here's what he did just before that happened. Thank God the potter. I said the potter was able to mold and to knead and to convict. I said and to convict. Conviction is a good thing. Amen. Him down. Amen. To formless. I don't know what God's got for me. Looks like I've blown it all. I thank God. Amen. The angels told Mary and some of the disciples of Jesus, you go tell his disciples and Peter that I go before them in the gallery. Amen. The man was being re-strengthened. Amen. To be that vessel that God had originally called and wanted him to be. Praise yeah. the Lord. Right. He was a vessel that surrounded Jesus. He loved right. Jesus, but he had his weaknesses. He had his troubles. He had his lapses of faith. He's really a pretty good picture of a whole lot of us amen in the church and then there was another vessel that was close to jesus the potter come on and that was john john the beloved disciple john who loved him praise god john was the one who leaned on Jesus' breast. Amen. At the Last Supper, when Jesus had just announced, one of you is going to betray me. And John leaned on his breast and said, Lord, amen, is it I? And Jesus said, it's the one I'm going to dip and give the sop to. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. We see that John was a disciple of love. Come on, everybody. There was something about him. Come on, there's no error in love. Come on, there's no fault in love. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It was John who stood at the foot of the cross when the other disciples were fled and were gone, was holding Mary, the mother of Jesus. Come on. Amen. At the base of the cross, where Jesus could say, Son, behold your mother, and mother, behold your son. Love never fails. But a whole lot of us are not like that vessel. <laughs> We're more like Peter. Then there was another vessel that was one of the twelve that was close to Jesus. He was the banker for the group. His name was Judas. And Judas, as a good Jew, as a zealot Jew, Amen. Had preconceived ideas about Messiah. What Messiah was supposed to be like. What his intentions were no doubt going to be. And how he was going to bring his people out of Roman terror and bondage. Amen. And have a great nation of Israel. A Davidic kingdom, so to speak. Amen. A power on earth. Amen. Where God would rule from. He was a zealot. <clears throat> Looking for Messiah, but looking according to his own vision, according to his own dream, according to his own preconceived ideas. 
Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. Right. And some things, amen, began to change. Amen. Judas relished and he loved coming to Jesus. Amen. At the original call. Amen. Back in the beginning of the first three and a half years, amen, of Jesus' public ministry. He relished it. He loved it. He was excited about it. He bragged about it. Amen. That he was a chosen one. That he was going to be close to this one that looked like he was shaping up. Amen. To the acclaim of being a Messiah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. amen. But things began to happen. Amen. Things began to happen. Amen. After Jesus said, amen, the 5,000, that's men only, besides women and children, probably 20,000 people. Amen. With a few low, a few loaves and a few fishes from a lad's lunch. Amen. The, the, the crowd was just going wild with enthusiasm. Amen. With confidence. Amen. With a vision. Hey, this man must be Messiah. We could make him king. Let's crown him king now. Come on, let's take the kingdom by force. He's a miracle worker. Nothing that Rome can throw against us. Amen. Can defeat. Amen. The miracles. Amen. That come from this man. And they begin to hail him and proclaim that he should be king. But the Bible says that Jesus, amen, slipped amongst them and through them and made his way, amen, to the top of a mountain to pray. Yeah. This didn't set well with Judas. This was against his ideology. It was against the format of what he thought Amen. Messiah should do. Yeah. Now, look, we have 20,000 that's ready to make him king. Amen. We could march towards Jerusalem now. Other cities and communities, amen, would add to us. And we could be, amen, a people, amen, with a divine leader and a divine Messiah, amen, that Rome could not dispose of. Yeah. Right. Hello. Right. Sometimes we get into the church with our own thoughts. And our own ideas, yeah. and our own preconceived ideas, true. what it's going to be like, and what it's going to be like to serve God, and what it's going to be like, amen, to have these living waters, and to walk with God. Come on, everybody. Yeah. And after a while, Judas began to feel like that he was trapped. He was deceived. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Amen. There was a woman that Jesus had casted seven devils out of. And then, amen, her love, close to the last week of Jesus' earthly ministry for Calvary, amen, came and poured out, amen, a spiked bottle of ointment and perfume. Amen. It was valued at 300 pence or a year's, amen, worth of wages. In today's market area, she's pouring out perfume that's $50,000, $80,000 worth. And he was incensed. He said, why was this waste made? That this woman has done. And she poured the ointment and with tears, amen, trying on the feet of Jesus and wiping it all up, amen, with her long hair. Come on, everybody. Why was this waste made? Jesus. 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 And Jesus looked at him and tenderly rebuked him. He said, Why trouble ye her? She has done this, amen, for their free anointing for my burial. And this which she has done should be told of her, amen, as a memorial to all generations. For the poor you have with you always, but me you have not always. You know, you need to be careful of people, amen, that are counting the most devoted and the most sacrificial and the most dedicated acts of people in the church, worship, of prayer, of fasting, of how they give, and amen, and counting it somehow as a wasted thing. When it came from a heart, amen, yeah. of love and devotion for God. Amen. There came a place where Judas 
The Bible says he was a thief and had the bag. There came a place, amen, where Judas began to steal from the community bag of the disciples and of Jesus. You know, the Bible says in Romans 9 and 20, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say unto him that made it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the same lump of clay to make a vessel to honor and another to dishonor? It can't come to a place where we blame God. Where it seems like that what we are becoming or what his intention may be, amen, for our life and for our service. Good. Does not align or match up, amen, with our thought and our idea Come on. and our preconceived conception Talk about it. of what we should be. Hello, everybody. Yes, sir. Come on, it's the power of the potter. I said, it's the power of the potter. What your hands find to do, do it with all my strength is up to the Lord. Amen. If I'm going to be an usher, I'm going to be the best usher. If I'm going to be a prayer meeting, I'm going to do the best job at praying. If I'm going to be a Bible study yes. teacher, I'm going to be a Bible study yes. teacher. If I'm going to be, come on, a worship I'm going to worship the Amen. Of the pulpit. Not everybody's called to preach. Not everybody's called, amen, to have, amen, these kind of ministries. Amen. And the Bible says in another place, if you really knew, amen, you, you wouldn't desire and clamor, amen, to be a teacher and someone recognized, amen, so much for in many things we offend all. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. God, I want to be the servant. I want to have the life yeah. that you envision. Amen. So Judas began to harden. A hardened spot in that vessel's heart, amen, began to form up and down his back, if I could use that expression, where a resistance to the Lord and a resistance to Jesus as being the good shepherd, come on, that gave his life for the sheep. It was resisted because that's not the kind of Messiah that I joined up with, amen, for. I've been deceived, amen. I've been deceived, so I guess it's okay if I steal from the bag. Amen. Amen. Oh, God. So finally that hour came when Jesus walked in the Garden of Gethsemane and began to agonize and began to pray. Began to pray and wept, amen, until his body and his face was writhed with sweat and with tears as the blood capillaries on his skin burst under the strain and the power of bearing, amen, the weight of the sins, amen, of the whole world, past and now. Come on, everybody. Right. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And after three hours of agony, while the disciples, amen, could not get sleep out of their eyes, Amen. Jesus travailed and prayed and prayed the victory through. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. The voice of the Romans, the voice of the priests, men. Amen. And with the forefront of that was Judas Iscariot. Amen. Knowing where Jesus had prayer meetings, ran directly to him. Amen. Went up to him. And he said, he is the one that I kissed. That's the one that you're going to take. Ran up to Jesus and kissed him. But you know what Jesus did? You know what the potter did? The potter did not hold him at arm's length. The potter did not look at him with stern eyes. 
amen, and reject him and rebuke him, amen, or give him, so to speak, the riot act on what he was doing and call him such a, such a hypocrite. Jesus received him and hugged him. And you know what that was? That was the master potter of the universe, the creator of man. In one final attempt of love. Amen. As his arms were around that Judas to try to get that hardness. Amen. That resistance, that misunderstanding, that hatred come on out of his spine, out of the side of that vessel. Amen. So somehow he could even save. Amen. This. Amen. At the last moment of time. But Judas rejected him. Could you stand with me this morning? Judas rejected the hand of the potter. On his way, with the 30 pieces of silver he received from the priests. The Bible, amen, I'm almost done, but the Bible says that what Judas did, after conviction settled on him and he realized that the way Christ died and the earthquakes that occurred, Amen. And the power of God that was demonstrated. Amen. On the cross. And just after he cried out, it is finished. That he had made the greatest mistake. Amen. That anybody could ever make in the universe. Amen. He had betrayed. Amen. The real Messiah. He comes back to the priest. Amen. And said, hey, I've done the wrong thing. I've sinned against innocent blood. He threw down. Amen. The pouch with the 30 pieces of silver. They said, what's that to us? You see to it. Amen. Judas went on. Amen. His mind, his spirit, his emotions were wild. Amen. He went up to a cliffside. And taking a rope, put it around his neck and jumped on. Amen. Looped it around the branch of an overhanging tree. Amen. And leapt, hung on that tree over the chasm below. And the Bible says, amen, the rope broke. And he tumbled, amen, headlong, amen, down that precipice. And he landed in a field. And that field where Judas landed, where Judas, amen, the king of the broken vessels, the king of those that were marred in the hands of the potter that could not be reshaped, could not be remade, could not be started over again, who resisted to the last breath of life. Judas as the king, amen, of those that resisted God, amen, literally fell down and landed in the potter's field in Jerusalem. It was the place where they discarded thousands of vessels that did not make it, make it in the kilns that exploded or something happened with or were misshapen and did not meet the criterion, amen, of the potters. They'd throw them outside into this field. It was covered with thousands and thousands of shards and broken pieces of pottery. And there Judas, the Bible says, his bowels burst asunder, amen, in divine judgment. His literal insides, amen, was spilled with blood all over the broken pottery that was around him in the potter's field. I want to be able, and you want to be able, to hear his voice. When you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, as they did in the wilderness and the provocation and during the days of Moses. Come on, everybody. When you hear his voice, let's be willing to say, yes, Lord. You're right, God. You're true, God. You're righteous, Lord. You're precious, God. You're holy. You're right. I agree. I love you.
forgive me, Lord. Have mercy on me, yes, sir. Who wants to close our eyes right now? Let's just raise our hands. God, we worship. Here I am, God. Here I am, Father. We praise you. I'm in the potter's ashes. We need you, Lord, in this I can't tell you how much the potter cares about you and how much he loves you. How much he wants to make something beautiful, something good, and something wonderful out of your life. I can't tell you how much he cares, how much he really loves you. I want everybody in this house to come to the front right now. I want to be touched by the